That could yeah. be a rap song. Turkey bacon Swiss. Turkey bacon Swiss. <laughs> it could be a rap song. Do we need to have the puppy disclaimer first? If you hear any squeaks, that would be Xander LaRue, my new puppy. Welcome to today's episode of Macros and Mindset with Dr. Kristen and Patricia Hill. So, okay, today, guys, we are talking about COVID 19 and crisis stress. Dun, dun. <laughs> okay, maybe I should say that better. Yeah, <clears throat> but that's okay. The stressors that are impacting your life as a result of, of COVID. And yeah. it was, as, we're going to just talk about crisis and, and quarantine and. and yeah. The Quarantine and crisis and stress. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So anyways, yes, this is a serious topic and yes, we will get down to business, but you know, we got to have a little bit of fun with this because that's who we are. And um, it gets heavy. It gets super yeah, heavy, it, it like super quick. Heavy, so really enjoy. We want to keep moments. it light. Yeah. And, you know, I even have sound effects courtesy of Xander. So. Yeah. I like little squeaks and yeah. So, okay. Um, <laughs> we, we should do that before the uncomfortable truths. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, um, as all of you are acutely aware, our world has been hit by a pretty massive pandemic. And as a result, a whole lot of things have happened in a very short, seal, feels like very long period of time, but it's been a really relatively short period of time. Um, you know, jobs have been impacted, businesses have been impacted, lives have been impacted, um, you know, people have lost loved ones and, you know, family members, friends, um, you know, I have, uh, one of my members, her entire family came down with COVID just recently and actually were just cleared the other day to leave the house. Um, fortunately they had a pretty mild case, but I mean, it's, it, this is serious and, you know, I think every single person here listening probably knows someone who has come down with COVID. Um, Probably by this point, maybe three months ago, no, but yeah. I didn't know anyone three months ago. And um, I, I have some clients that are college students. They've gone back to dorms and yeah. sorority houses and um, three of my clients have come down with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It's rampant. Um, I know somebody who's you know pretty important in the bariatric world who's had it twice. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, scary. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, so today we're going to address um, COVID and all of the stressors that happen. Um, Dr. Kristen is going to talk um, primarily, um, and then I will chime in from a nutrition standpoint and some different strategies and things that we can do to um, handle the nutrition side of things when the stressors become overwhelming. Um, so yeah, here we go. Take it away. Dr. Lloyd. <laughs> I'm still getting used to that. Um, so a lot of things that are coming up, I'm sure that everybody's keenly aware of. Fear, anxiety, uncertainty about the disease. And um, it, again, it's co-occurring with the need for social distancing, difficult economic realities, unknown trajectory. Um, it's also triggering past trauma. For a lot of individuals, and I'm seeing, um, and I've read different reports of two different things happening where um, someone has had past trauma, and so they're not necessarily getting triggered as a result of COVID, um, because <clears throat> as sad as it may sound, it's just been so normalizing that 
the the ups and downs, unfortunately, and then the others which past trauma is getting re-triggered, and so people are going through heightened states of arousal, right. or they're getting reactivated, that's the term that we use, so reactivated, and it's triggering past traumas, and so people are really having potentially like PTSD symptoms, um, again, fear, anxiety, panic, um, and it's when such stressful situations arise, people often experience substantial changes to eating behaviors. Absolutely. And that's... Um, Tons of regain. Right. Tons of right. regain. Super lengthy stalls. Um, lots of... And then that just brings on additional, you know, guilt and remorse and, you know, f- the feelings of failure and just so many other things. And it can also be triggering for those who let's say are in remission from an eating disorder. It can Mm -hmm. trigger eating disorders because Uh, the other thing that I've seen frequently is um, food availability, right? So once we went into the pandemic, there was empty shelves mm -hmm. and a full pantry Yep, and pantry staples for most people are usually like shelf stable foods. Yeah. Macaroni and cheese. Right. Yeah. Cans of, Or what we called comfort foods, right? Frozen pizzas. Right. So, and then the scarce inventory leads to a scarcity mindset. And then that's also leading people to say, you know, the food is hard to get, so let's get it all while we can. And then, you know, that kind of thing. So, and it can also ignite disordered eating thoughts and it can, it can also really cause conflict because then we're like, oh, but the food is the enemy because you know, I'm surrounded by it. It feels threatening. And then there's this back and forth between overeating and then restriction, which can again reignite if someone has had an eating disorder or was ever in treatment for it, or it could begin the, it could be the beginning of an eating disorder. And that was never there. That was never there before as a result of the fear and anxiety. So, right. So what are the shelf stable foods, pasta, rice, peanut butter, frozen entrees, and, um, cereal and those who have eating disorders, right. They usually consider those foods off limits because they're not whole fresh foods. And for, for a while, um, or a fear food, right. Right. Where if I go for it, then I won't be able to stop. Right. Yeah. So then what ends up, right. A binge food. So then, um, if there's not enough, then there, it causes this conflict within the person what do I do? And then of course there's the scarcity and there's not enough. So there's a lot of different things going on there and can create an unusual spike in anxiety. And it's important to remember that there is no good food or bad food. It's how we're eating. Really. Right. And I, I mean, even too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. Too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. Yeah. So, um, it's important that we create boundaries and structure um, to help break the connection between the quarantine, if you're still quarantining, mm-hmm. and eating disorders. And that is something that we've talked about in previous episodes. Structure. Right. We right. need eating structure. I'm sure that you're talking about that with your clients. Absolutely. Um, On the daily. Sleeping regularly. <sighs> carving out time for... Sleep. Can we right. talk about sleep for just a second? Yeah, we can talk about sleep. Guys, seriously, sleep is absolutely one of the most critical components to a healthy weight loss program. Yet that's also what other people, you know, in quarantine can also be struggling with because if they're struggling with anxiety, you may have people who are, you're also seeing a spike in insomnia. Yeah. Because in this, I learned 
three years ago at a, at a weight loss conference, it's a, at a bariatric conference from a bariatrician, what are the two, and I probably talked about it at some point, what are the two biggest causes of, you know, weight regain, sleep, mm-hmm. um, sleep and stress? Yeah. Oh, I could totally see it because, you know, when, when you have insomnia, when you're not sleeping adequately for, to maintain health for an adult body, um, you're not allowing your body to replenish the energy reserves that normally occur during sleep. And so during the waking hours, your body is going, I need energy. And so instead of being able to say, well, I just need you to go to, to sleep, the immediate response of your body is, I need fuel, I need energy, and it's going to, to then push you into typically carb cravings. Um, so you're going to, you're going to feel hungrier. You're going to want to snack because your body needs energy to, to function. Really just need to put yourself to bed. Put, take a nap. <laughs> put yourself to yeah, bed. Take, yeah. Take a nap. Right. So the sleep is essential. Now, this is also where I would have people work on, um, sleep hygiene. Mm, mm-hmm. And listen to some soothing music, turn the lights down, turn off the smartphone. No TV, no phones. Yep. Sleep hygiene. Yep. Yep. Every night I listen to kind of a white noise type. Um, It's actually running water, Mm -hmm. but not like make me have to go to the bathroom running water. Right, right. (laughs) But it is like rain. Yeah. That's what I listen to every night. And actually my puppy goes to sleep to that now too. Right. So like I put him in his cage and... He will completely go to sleep to that. This is what those apps, um, what is it, Headspace and there's another one. The Calm app are really yeah. good for some of those music. I actually, um, I use YouTube and I watch different, listen, not watch because I'm asleep. But <laughs> yeah. I listen to different um, um, like Reiki music or um, which is basically just instrumental soothing different like binaural beats and things like that, that people can listen to. And I think that's important at night and practicing going to bed at the same time, as much as you can waking up around the same time. Um, and also helping your mind get ready for sleep. So even practicing, that listening to that music or calming yourself down before sleep. Another great technique that I think is awesome both for crisis management as well as sleep is, and I did not create it, but I don't know who did, but it's called the four, seven, eight breathing technique and you can Google it. Okay. And the four, seven, eight breathing technique, I think it was even talked about by Dr. Andrew wheel somewhere. There's probably a PDF online on Google And so if you breathe in for a count of four, hold for a count of seven, breathe out for a count of eight, and it actually activates the parasympathetic nervous system, and it also helps to slow down your breathing, and and it also can help to um, relax you. So there are nights, and I'm, I'm a really good sleeper. Uh, so this is something that I do recommend kind of like as a first intervention for people who struggle with sleep stuff. Um, because there are some people who are just like, nope, didn't work for me (laughs) because they have like severe sleep issues. Um, and they may need a couple different things. And yet when you slow down and then the other thing I would also 
suggest is read a boring book right before bed. <laughs> like, but you know, something to, that's gonna, yeah, something bore that's, you to death, right? Something that you're like, oh, I'm starting to get sleepy. That can that can help, but my my book's not boring, so don't read my book before bed. <laughs> history textbooks, yes. right? That, that was boring for me. Yeah, read about the Revolutionary War. Or, yeah. or, now, some people might find that fascinating. <laughs> I, on the other hand, no, no, or right, or the the Roman, the history of the Roman Empire, um, and then I think it's also important to set uh, set boundaries around media use. Yeah. I think right now people can also be really activated by media. And, um, you know, we've gone through a lot in in the last, <laughs> I wouldn't say the last year, but probably the last six to, to nine months where people have been really struggling with, um, with watching television and it gets them even more pumped up and anxious and, yeah. um, you know, outraged, frustrated, scared, and again, the thing that you want to remember is that if it bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds, it leads. So it can yeah. be, you know, very stimulating and you're like, oh my gosh, there's not going to be, you know, so there's a lot of fear there. And so one of the things that I think it's important to remember is that you set boundaries around media use and, um, well, keeping up with the news is fine, but you don't want to get pulled into hours of consumption and things like that. Um, other things when it comes to, let's say if there is an eating disorder, making sure that you're um, creating a schedule, connecting with your support team, reaching out if you've gone through what they might call a remission or you're out of a program, it may be time to reconnect with your support team, check with your provider about online options. And um, the other thing is with anxiety and depression, this is also where the connections need to be made. This is why Zoom and Skype and FaceTime and are so critical. Are so critical. And um, I remember saying I was doing Zoom before it was cool to do Zoom yeah, because yeah, yeah. I I've been doing online groups for a long time yep. um, with with my clients. Um, but the realities of the pan pandemic are triggering eating disorders it, with both the stockpiling, the food scarcity, and then especially those with past trauma related to restrictive or binge eating. And some of the things that are getting triggered are some of the fears and of course the mental health stuff. So that's, that's important to dig into is, um, honoring and understanding where those triggers are coming from, mm -hmm. honoring your feelings. And this is an opportunity um, and, and I know may, some may not see it as an opportunity. They see it as a struggle, but this is an opportunity for us to shift and to work through these difficult times through, through with resilience and to say, okay, what, what can I do right now? It's almost like it's boot camp. Yeah. Because boot camp is stressful. I mean, I've never been through right. boot camp, but I know enough people who have. Yeah. That and yet they're selecting to do it and they're expecting it. We weren't, we right? Weren't. So, right. So, well, and then like two types of people have come out of this. There are the people who are like, "Oh my gosh, it's time to focus on me," and they're like making all these life changes. I look at my daughter, and you know she's out of work right now, right. and I mean she's like doing so many things. Right. She's like she's running and she started learning how to do stained glass and she's actually really good at it. And she's like getting ready to open a store on Etsy and go I mean, her. I know. Right. And it's like, 
you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. <laughs> this is so stressful, you know, but you know, thank God I have my clients that keep me going every day because that's what keeps me going every day is right. knowing that I'm helping them. But, you know, and then you have the people who just completely withdraw and shut down and implode. Like, yeah, they implode. And it's right. like, uh, they can't see the light of day because they can't see past the end of their nose. You know, it's like, this is never going to end. This is all, you know, horrible and nothing's ever going to be the same again. And, you know, so yeah. This isn't, but this is an opportunity to shift because when you look at it, the world is changing for sure. And, and I'm not trying to go on this big scale. However, it's an opportunity to say, okay, how can I shift? How can I shift? Right. When, when a lot of things, um, and I am not a major history buff, but I've seen over the years where we, we also expected, remember Y2K to change a whole bunch of things. And, and then it, and then it didn't. And so there is this, a lot of things have changed in terms of us being in person to now being online. And this has pushed us to be even more online and interact in a more technological way. And so what it allows us to do is say, okay, what can I do with what I have right now? What mm-hmm. can I do? So again, it's an opportunity to shift for us to see things differently and learn from this experience. And granted, I get it. When people are going through rough times, mm-hmm there is this sense of, but you don't understand I'm going through X. Right. And yet again, where I would come in with tools and strategies is, and when you go for that walk and you move your body, that's going to help your mental health. Don't see the movement or the fitness as, um, as weight loss. See it as helping your mental health. You're right. Same thing for the types of foods that you eat. What can you get? Right. What can you put in your body instead of the Snickers bar or whatever it is that you're wanting to grab, you know, for right. that is going to make you not only feel better physically, but mentally because right. you've, you know, made a healthier choice. And let's face it, guys, healthy foods, like shopping the exterior perimeter of the grocery store and purchasing the vast majority of your foods from produce, dairy, meat, that's, th- those are health foods. Right. I mean, you don't have to go down a health food aisle to eat healthy. Right. And I remember somebody telling me, um, because in my grocery store, all of the processed foods were gone, but there were tons of fruits and vegetables. Oh, yeah. And I remember there was a client, I think it was in your group, I saw her say, I think she was in Austin, and Mm -hmm. she said, there are no fruits and vegetables. There's Mm -hmm. only processed stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting on... The location. On where you are. On where you are. Well, and Austin is, you know, Austin, Texas is very health conscious. Interesting. Yeah. They're, they're, their population there is a very young, um, you know, 30-somethings, to late 20s to, to early 40s. It's overwhelming. That. And, yeah, it's a very health conscious sector. Yeah. So that makes sense. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So depending on where you are, and it is impacting mental health, depression, negative self-talk. And this is also where it's, what are you telling yourself? Just like, what are you feeding your body? Mm-hmm. What are you fueling your body with? What are you telling yourself mentally? Right. What are you filling your brain with? What are with? you filling your brain with? Mm-hmm. And that's important too. I remember seeing somewhere, it was probably on social media where it said, your diet, I hate that word, but still, your diet is not only what you eat, it's also what you watch, what you hear, what uh, you listen yes. to, and where you spend your time. Yeah. And so this is important that you spend time with people 
who are going to lift you up, right. that you spend time listening to things, watching things that are going to help you grow right. that aren't sucking your soul dry. Right. Well, and the same goes for, for us as bariatric patients. There are a myriad of other groups out there. I don't go to them anymore. I can't. Mm-mm. And I have client after client after client that says, thank you so much for having this group because it's the only place I can go where it's not just tons of food policing, tons of negativity, tons of just, you know, awful treatment of, of, of the, of the other members, you know, and I know your group, you know, bariatric it's same way. Yeah. Mavens is the exact same way is, I mean, we just have a different climate. So even being cognizant of the Facebook groups that you're a part of, are they breeding negativity? Are they breeding shaming? Are they breeding self-loathing? Are they, you know, what are they breeding in those groups? Or are they positive and uplifting? And, you know, sure, I just like you do, I get people that come in that join the group thinking, you know, they can have the run like they do of any other group. And, you know, they start trash talking or whatever. And, you know, they get one warning and they're gone. I, I just don't tolerate it because that's not the environment that I wanted to create. You know, in between us, we've got, what, 37,000 members? Something, you know. Yeah. I, I just, I, mean, I don't, I want to help people again. I'm all love and light. Right. Um, I'm, I'm very much, you know, bring in what you want, you know, that whole, um, what, bring in what you want to see in the world. And I can't remember that phrase, but be the change, you be the change that you want to see in the world. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, you know, we get so much judgment and criticism. Mm-hmm. I've had enough of that in my yeah. life. Like I, I want to help people to evolve and grow. They're right. We have enough um, judgment and criticism out there. There doesn't need to be more of that. I will um, challenge people on, is that the best choice for you? But I'm asking a question. I'm not coming from a place of judgment. I'm asking them from their source, from their values, from what they believe to be true for them. Is that going to be best for you? What is going to serve you best? What is going to help you grow? Is that it? Yep. And oftentimes they look at me and they're like, yeah, no. No, it's not really. No, it's not yeah. really. I thought it was, but. Mm. Especially when they're going through the same patterns over and over. Yeah. And when you're going through a crisis, right, our, our um, I was going to say ancestors, our grandparents, our great grandparents, mm-hmm. they went through the depression. Right. Right. And they made it through. They struggled. They made it through. Right. Right. We've been through two world wars. Right. And um Interesting. This is not what I plan to talk about, but I had a conversation with my mother a couple of weeks ago and she was telling me about how my grandfather, when he came back from World War II and he was in one of Patton's armies that liberated a concentration camp and that he, he was forever changed. Mm. He never talked about it. And that's trauma. Yeah. My grandfather, same thing. He served five, four or five tours in Vietnam. I can't remember now. Um, forever changed. Yeah, forever never changed. talked about it. Right. And, and so there are people who are who's carrying around mm-hmm. stuff. And right now, although we're not experiencing that, you know, level, level, yeah, right. What we are experiencing is people who are being triggered and, um, it's their changes in cortisol levels and stress and energy regulation. And, you know, we're not moving as much because we're not going in and out. We're not having these routines. And again, the endorphins, the serotonin, which is also why we need to be cognizant of what we're eating. Yes. There's so much research that shows not necessarily one day you having Mm -hmm. a lot of sugar, but over time, sugar consumption and um, artificial sweeteners, Mm -hmm. not stevia and monk fruit because they're natural, but artificial sweeteners and sugar and 
those types of things can negatively impact gut bacteria. And guess what? (laughs) Guess what? Okay, side note. So your gut bacteria, your gut microbiome, that's where your serotonin is created. Mm -hmm. And that's also, guys, where your immune system is. And so right now, the folks that are eating junk, like everybody's talking about coronavirus and Mm COVID-19, and we're trying to level up our immune system. And guess what's impacting your immune system in a negative way? It's the, it's the sugary, chemically processed junk. Yeah, the processed foods. The processed foods. Yep. And so if you want to positively impact your immune system and your mood, you know. Eat healthy Eat healthy. Foods. Right. Because the serotonin fresh is. Fresh fruits, fresh vegetables. Right. Lean meats. So appropriate amount of dairy. Right. Right. And then of course the emotional eating, the stress eating, the, the trigger, all of that, that happens again, overwhelm, um, stress, all of those things can lead to regret, physical discomfort. And then of course weight gain because those stressors will remain independent from our eating behavior. Exactly. And then until until we actually address the issues that drive the eating, the desire to eat will remain. It will con- continue to stay mm-hmm. constant when we're stressed, which often lead to longer term longer term um, issues with physical and emotional health. Right. Because well, then we blame ourselves, and then it's yeah, like that. And I have cycle. client after client after client who are like Patricia. I don't know what happened, but. I've put on 15 pounds, 20 pounds, 25 pounds in like two months. Are they tracking? It happens in the blink of an eye. And no, they weren't. But tracking is data. This is not a diet. It's just data. We're just collecting data. And if we're mindful and we say it's just data, but people tend to shame themselves when it's like, oh, I had this and I had that. And it's like, again, we've talked about indulgences. Mm -hmm. Indulgences can happen, right? Right. Absolutely. And yet if you're eating poorly, mm-hmm. that if you're eating, if you've increased your consumption, if you're grazing, um, if you're eating for emotional comfort over the long term, it's going to impact your weight. And it is not a character flaw if you do gain the weight. Right. You do, you do not have you're to human. shame yourself. You are yeah. human and you can lose it yes. because you come back, yeah. you go back to what you're saying. I mean, guys, I did. Lean proteins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I've talked about it, I think now in, every, in just about every episode, because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to own it. So, at, you know, through the course of my divorce and the failing of my marriage, I mean, I put on 30 pounds. And, oh, my God, talk about the, the guilt, the shame, you know, all of that. Well, the situation I was in was very similar to the same feelings that, many of us are having due to COVID because I mean, it was a extremely stressful situation and you know, but I've lost all but the last, you know, 10 or so pounds. And all I did was go back to tracking, go back to following my meal plans. Yep. The ones I produce every single week for my clients. Yep. And the weight comes off structured eating, you know, healthy foods. Yep. Did I diet? Absolutely not. I just went back to a healthy lifestyle. I went back to doing what I'm supposed to be doing and what I need to be doing for the rest of my life. Create a structure. Yep. Reach Which out to the meal plan. Reach out to the virtual support systems. Yep. You and me. Track. Absolutely. My fitness pal is amazing. Go and back all to my drinking. Kitchen recipes are right. in there. 
Go back to drinking water. Water. Lots of water. Lots of water. Yeah. Move for mental health. Yes. Yep. A minimum of 20 minutes a day is recommended. Right. And also pay attention to what you're feeling. Again, this goes back to something I know I've said in a previous episode, which is if you don't want to deal with your junk, if you don't Mm want to deal with your stuff, at some point, it goes back to that saying, if you don't spend time on your wellness, you will be forced to spend time on your illness at some point. And so that I think is super critical um, and, and when people are going through, okay, but how do I get through the anxiety? Okay. There's tons of anxiety therapists that you can see mm-hmm. via telehealth. Okay. How do I work through the, the depression? Right. So there's different ways, right? Again, depending on what you need. So for, for such a broad audience, I can't say, you know, do you need, um, a cognitive behavioral therapist? Right, I don't right. know your past. Do you have trauma? You might need some EMDR, right? right? Like, what do you need? Do you need some DBT skills? Like those are all therapy skills. You know, do you need coaching? What do you need? So that's, um, I mean, you wouldn't have coaching for depression. You'd have, um, therapy for depression, but that's that's where it's you don't know so it's it's like this broad range mm-hmm. but if you're having depression anxiety um if you're not taking your meds and you need to be again you need to reach out to your primary care yeah. providers and your well, therapist I, guess, I get the depression i was diagnosed chronically depressed for 17 years um and slowly through some life changes i've come off of all my medications i get the debilitation from that i get the extreme anxiety where your chest closes and you can't breathe. I had it right. a lot over the years. Um, so I, I mean, I understand and it is hard. It's hard to go when you're so depressed to think I don't even want to cook, let alone eat, but that's the very thing you need to do. I mean, it, make it simple. You know, make your nutrition plan simple. I can give you a pattern of what to do, you know, to make it work. Yeah. So that, you know, but but it's going to require some tracking. It's going to require understanding a little bit about nutrition. You know, I can teach you all of that. I can teach you how to do that. You know, Kristen can help you with the mindset piece. But, you know, the thing is you have to make the effort to move forward to make those changes. So, you know, food, make it simple. You know, at least, I mean, I had, I I was self-pay for my surgery. So I didn't get any nutrition classes. Right. So I had to go out and find my own nutrition. Um, I didn't have any follow-up nutrition. I had to go out and find my own. I'm sure that there's people out there just like me, but there are resources out there. There are. You know, my free group, your free group. I mean, those are free. You're going to get basic resources there. But, you know, for not that much money, you can I have a wor- groups, I have a worksheet know? in my files tab, which is um, 10 ways to get endorphins. Perfect. From not from food. Yeah. Right. 10 Perfect. ways or, or 10 ways to get endorphins without food. I talk about different activities mm-hmm. that you can use for self-care. Mm-hmm. Like I have PDFs in the files tab yep. of my free group. And I've got tons of recipes in the photo albums of my groups. I've got a photo album for protein balls. I've got a photo album for breakfasts and lunches and snacks and dinners. And I mean, I've got photo albums full of recipes. Start there. Start there. I've even got sample meal plans. You could live for a while just on the freebie meal plans that I've got. Right. You could just repeat them over and over. I've got a bunch of them. Right. 
you know, so there are places to start. The key is you have to start. Right. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because you're, you're hitting on all these points and I can remember, and I know that when people are depressed, they are saying like, you, I can't get off the couch. I can't do this. I can't mm-hmm. do that. And all of the work that I've done and, um, with, with depression, one of the things that it, that all of the resources that I've gone to as a therapist have said, and you've got to get up and walk. Like that was yes. homework that I would give to my clients. And, um, it's interesting, even one of the books that I recommend to my group and I'm, and I'm happy to share it on here is the cognitive behavioral workbook for depression. Mm -hmm. Like I don't get any kickback for it. I'm happy to share it as a resource. You can get it on Amazon for 20 bucks and it talks about the procrastination depression connection. It talks about, um, the negative self-talk. It talks about, um, all of the the reasons, ways you get stuck and how to overcome it, how to defeat depression. I mean, there's another one for anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's it's so important because also what we're limited by was is what we believe inside of our heads. If we believe we can't get off the couch, we won't. Right. So that's the thing is you can get out off the couch. You can move mm-hmm. even when you are that. If all you do in one day is get up and get a shower, right? That's that's important. If all you do is get up and if all you do is get up and get moving and walk around your house, your apartment, wherever you are to get those steps in, just, you don't even have to time it just for a couple minutes, just to say, you know what, I'm just going to move my body today. I'm just going to keep moving. Yep. And that is, is going to help. And that I've started clients on five minutes of activity a day. Mm-hmm. Just move five minutes. That's it right? Walk around. And on the days where I'm super busy, I do loops in my house. I pace. I pace pace a lot. And I don't have a very big place. (laughs) And and so I just walk in circles. (laughs) Right. So what are the, use what you have. Yeah. Find an accountability partner. Right. Find a friend or a, you know, a sibling or a neighbor or a child or somebody to, you know, say, hey, you know, let's, Hold each other accountable. Let's do Let's this, yeah, which is what we started with the beginning. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, and the other, the other thing is, I would also tell tell people for, um, for when it comes to the, um, like you said, the food, make it easy. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to um, the fitness, mm-hmm. make it doable. Mm-hmm break it down in smaller chunks. Right. If, if it's too big, if it's too overwhelming, like start small. Yeah. Start with one piece at a time. Yep. And when it comes to the thoughts, it can even be, I remember my favorite book from, from childhood, the little engine that could, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. So we've got to start with these smaller Mm -hmm. Um, bite-sized chunks, the the smaller thoughts of, I can do this. All I need to do is get myself moving for a couple minutes. Yep. And then praise yourself when you're done. Oh my gosh. Positive reinforcement. Yeah, positive reinforcement. So I have a client who was really struggling with meal planning and I'm like, baby, you just got to start. Just let, let's just start one place. So what are we going to do? Okay. So here's what we're going to do for breakfast. You're going to have a protein ball every day. She's like, oh, I love protein balls. Good. Okay. Pick your favorite recipe, make it. Okay. For, you know, I mean, for your, that's your morning snack. Then for breakfast, you know, she's following balanced macros. 
and said, so for breakfast, do you like Greek yogurt? I love Greek yogurt. Okay. You're going to pick your favorite flavor of Greek yogurt. I don't care what it is. And you're going to have a Greek yogurt with a third of a cup of all brown beds. What? Why are you looking at me funny? I'm just laughing because um, about a year ago, I do not do this. So don't ever ask me to do this, anybody. About a year ago, <laughs> again, I have, a, I have a couple clients that are college students. Mm-hmm. One of my college students, her mom was like, she needs help. She's at college. Mm-hmm. Now she's local. So could you go and help her like meal prep? Like, I'll pay you. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Like, we'll consider it a session or whatever. So I go to her dorm. She and I go to the grocery store. Tell me what you like. Go back to her dorm. I was like, look, we're going to get it done in under two hours. Like, this is possible. We went to the grocery store, 30 minutes. Came back to her house. And granted, she's a college student. She wasn't, she's not a bariatric patient. She wasn't eating Right. You know, but it was balanced. It was still somewhat balanced where she had, we had some fruits and vegetables and we had, right. she did have some mac and cheese in there. I will, I will tell you guys that. <laughs> it's mac and cheese. Yeah. But it was like, and she was like, oh, like we made taco meat mm-hmm. and um, we took, we, we actually took the taco meat and I had one that was like, um, like a cheeseburger so she could make like cheeseburger mac. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I just made the, we just made the ground beef and then she had leftover and we put taco. So it was like, she yeah. halved it. And I was like, see how you can do this? And she was like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. And sometimes people just need to see that it's easy. That it's easy. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, right. This is easy. Yeah. And it, you know, that's one of those things that once you break it down. So I'm laughing because I'm like, remember that time? And you don't remember. It doesn't have to be hard. I mean, guys, I can't tell you how many days my lunch, I literally walk in in my pantry and get a can of, White albacore tuna in water. I go to my refrigerator. I pick up the light mayonnaise. Yeah. And I <laughs> one day she's going to get me to try tuna, but she today not is tuna. not that day. Yeah. I, get the, I get the light mayonnaise. I get my dill pickle relish. I walk over to my cabinet. I pick up my cracked black pepper and I have tuna salad with one wasa cracker. And I probably do that three to five times a week. See, tuna triggers diet food in my head. Oh, see, I could do it every day. I could do the same thing with salmon. I can do the same thing with chicken. I mean, just make it simple. Make it so simple. So simple. So what I like, and I'll just share this to keep it simple, Mm -hmm. is, and I use your recipe for this, Mm -hmm. your chicken salad recipe. Oh, the chicken bacon Swiss? No, 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 no. Um, It's the almond or... Cranberry? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I'll take, I'll go to Costco. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it's like 42 ounces of chicken. Chicken, yeah. Um, But it's pre cooked rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. from Costco. Mm-hmm. It's only like $12. Mm-hmm. So it's a ton of chicken, but yeah. then I'll make something else with it. Yeah. Soup or something, something else. Yeah. And um, I'll take that and I'll make chicken salad, but it's already cooked. Yeah. And it's already done. Yeah. It's easy. Oh, yeah, so easy. You just yeah. chop it up and it's boom, yeah. done. Yeah. Yep. I know all the time. Like, so, I mean, chicken bacon Swiss, I make that one all the time too. I have turkey bacon bits in my fridge. I have Dijon mustard. I have you know, either Greek yogurt and or mayonnaise or light mayonnaise. That could Some be a Swiss. rap song. That could yeah. be a rap song. Turkey, bacon, Swiss. Turkey, bacon, Swiss. <laughs> it could be a rap song. I'm pretty sure. But the point is, guys, your nutrition doesn't have to be hard to be healthy. It doesn't have to be gourmet. It doesn't have to be crazy. You know, and I mean, seriously, if you need... Did you use Grey Poupon? <laughs> <laughs> As fact, I did. Um, you know, if you need a couple of recipes... For goodness sakes, reach out to me. I'll give you a couple of recipes to get you started on some really basic things that will just get you through so that you can get off your 
butt and start getting in the kitchen and start eating healthy. We should we should hashtag this episode be basic. <laughs> hashtag be basic. You're right. I love that. Oh my god. Um, but you're right. I mean, so yeah. So, and I, and I know I kind of went off on the nutrition, you know, standpoint, but I mean, it is such a big part of this is that depression mindset, you know, and two things happen when you're depressed. You either want to stuff your face with everything unhealthy or you don't want to eat at all. Right. And both of those are bad. Right. You've got to eat and you've got to feel your, and here's the thing, guys, when you start putting healthy foods in your body, you are going to feel better. You're right. going to feel better. For the very things that Kristen talked about. Because if you, the food mood connection. Yes. I mean, it's such a real thing. Right. I mean, why do you think I do this? Because food is, it feels good. I know. And, and again, we're, we're all bariatric patients and we're all human. Well, even those who aren't bariatric patients, you're still welcome. Come, come hang. So the, the thing that I was going to say though, is when I eat something that's, not only not good for me, but it's more of like the indulgence mm-hmm. side and maybe I've had a little too much and I don't like, I don't feel so good. Mm-hmm. And I know that in my body. I feel sluggish. I feel sluggish. Yeah. I feel like I need a nap. Yep. Um, I, I feel like. Heavy. I feel heavy. Even, and I'm not talking pounds. No, I'm no, just no. like bleh. Lethargic. Yeah. Lethargic, yeah. heavy in my body. And then I know, mm, not. That's not for me. And then I'll go write a journal entry about it to remind myself what it is because then when I write about it, Mm -hmm. and this is exactly what I tell my clients to do, Mm -hmm. when I write about it, then I remember, "Mm, that food and me, we don't have a good relationship. That (laughs) That was not good. And I'm I'm terrible at journaling, but what I do do, I just said do do. What I do 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 (laughs) is, that's the inner seventh grade middle school boy coming out of me. Um, is I will pick up my phone and make a voice memo. And I use my voice memo. I a tell people lot. to do that all the time. I do that all the time. Um, you know, so if a certain food triggers a response physically in me, I will, I will go in and make a note. So, but I don't journal. I suck at journaling. I, it's on my to-do list. I, <laughs> it's on your to-do list. It has taken me. Journal. And I was an English teacher for 25 years. For God's sakes, it's like you would think I'd be a journaling fool. I, my life has changed because of journaling. I never used to be a journaler. I'm telling you it changes <sighs> lives. I, I want was, my life changed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, a I'll teach you how to journal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's, I think the reason it's so hard and, um, I have it on my list of things to do to make a training about that because yeah. I think people get so scared when it comes to a blank page that they don't know what to write. Like, yeah. dear diary. <laughs> right. It's not about that. that. So, um, yeah, that's actually why I had started and created the Rediscover You journal because uh, it has specific yeah. prompts. Which is so pretty. But it is It is pretty. I have and it. You have it and you have not used it. I have not used it. <laughs> okay, so the teacher and me, this is this is teacherous day, namaste, right? The teacher and me is now calling the teacher and you, and you have a homework assignment that next Friday, you have one prompt that needs to be fully written, okay. and I want to... I want a copy of that on my desk. There's 75 see? prompts in there. You just need to pick one. Okay. 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 And see, here's the thing. I don't like to be challenged. 
Oh. I like to lose. So I have to do it now. So, because I have to win. It's, it's a character flaw. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to play a sport unless I can be good at it. That's why I never took up tennis. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So fun. Love but it. now me and ellipticals, we are, yeah. we are cool. Ooh, I hate ellipticals. They hurt my knees. Oh, they, yeah. I, I need them for my knees. Yeah. See, I don't like the pain. So yeah, I use my e-fit board. There you go. Yeah. I love the e-fit. Yeah. I put it in my office so it's easy so that I can use it in the morning before I start. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you don't know what the e-fit board is, check out it. Check it. Check it out. Check it out on, let's see, is it my group? But yeah, yeah. Both, both groups, both groups. We, we talk about it. It's, <clears throat> it's Natalie Heckert's um, total body fitness system. It's amazing. And it's travelable. Yes. You can even take it on airplanes and yeah. all kinds of places. So yeah. Cool. So, okay. Crisis. Yeah. So with crisis and we don't want to minimize the squirrel. crisis. It is right. Squirrel. <laughs> so um, there, this is. A, a rough thing to go through. Yeah. And a lot of people are struggling with things. And this is also where we get to be mindful. We get to go back to center yeah. and none of us, um, you know, got here alone. So this is time where a lot of times we have this independence of, I got to do it alone. I got to do it by myself. I got to pull mm-hmm. myself up by the bootstraps. It's like, we need a sense of community. And again, I, I quote a lot of Brene Brown's work where she talks about the, the most compassionate people are the most boundaried. And they're also, we also talk about boundaried people, compassion, and we need support. We yes. need connection. We are yes. hardwired for connection. We need that support from one another, which is why I think we've created the, the groups that we've had yeah. because it helps with that positive, loving, supportive community to help people grow. Oh, absolutely. Without, po- I mean, and like even today, ironically, my Instagram post was talking about how I depend on my members to be my support. I mean, it's, and I think that that was, that was a big aha for me is like when we do retreats or we do events, I walk away as recharged and refreshed and invigorated as my clients do because we need that too. I mean, yes, you and I have each other, and we talk constantly and, you know, it's, we're the first person, you know, at least you're my first person. I don't know if I'm your first person, but you're the first person I go to when I need something. But um, because I need that sense of community, right. you know, we have to have that support system from somebody who gets it. And so if you're not plugged in somewhere, please get plugged in. Please right. get plugged in. And, and even if it's not ours. Even if you're a voyeur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even get if plugged you're... in somewhere. Yeah. You know, that, that you feel like you're a part of a community that you can go to for support. Mm-hmm. So. And where you connect. Right. I think, I think that's important because I want to be somewhere where, again, I'm lifting people up and they're lifting one another up. Because mm-hmm. if you go to a community and they're bashing one another... Like I, again, I've had enough judgment in my life, enough yeah. criticism. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm okay with, you know, we can leave that over there on the shelf. Like, and I also see that in different, um, um, bariatric communities where there's also that comparison of, well, how come so-and-so lost this much weight? And what about me? And da, 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 da. And there's this, you know, shame and comparison and judgment yeah. and, it's like, wait, you know, this is an opportunity where we get to lift each other up. We get to say, listen, you may have fallen, but come back, mm-hmm. you know, come back into the fold. You can do this. And again, asking those questions like, is that really the best thing for you? Honey, you, you know, what, what do you, how do you want to grow from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all critical. It's all. And, and turning the, 
the criticalness or the criticism and all of those things into construction? Like how can that be constructive? If it's not constructive, bye. Right. You know, let it go. And again, that can also contribute to other, you know, depressive thoughts and anxious thoughts, because again, we're, we're attempting to go into a community and if it's not supportive, it can make the anxiety worse. It can make the shame worse. It can make the, all of those things worse. And this is where we get to forgive ourselves for whatever past transgressions move through this moment and go, okay, self, what is the best for me right now? What Mm -hmm. is going to help me grow? And love and compassion. Bariatric patients, hard on themselves. Oh, hard, hard, hard. The and worst. this is where, yeah. would you say that to a friend? Would you say that to someone else? This is where we need that love and compassion because depression sucks. It reminds me of in Harry Potter, the Dementors, right? When yes. I think even J.K. Rowling yeah. talked about that where she was like, <laughs> you know, they yeah. like suck the life out of you. And so to to be feeling that like that you want a place to go where you're re-energized, reinvigorated, supported, loved, appreciated. Um and and I'm over here nerding out because you just talked about Harry Potter. I love oh Harry my Potter. God. <laughs> I'm going to start watching it in the next Harry 2 Potter. weeks because that's my October yeah. jam. <laughs> oh, oh, that's such a good idea. Binge yeah. watch all the movies. Mm-hmm. Note to Ariel. Cue <laughs> the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> Ariel is my daughter and also our podcast producer. So. <laughs> and the biggest Potterhead on the planet. I love him. So, yeah. So, again, squirrel. Yeah. But I so, help it. it was Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. So, when we're, again, when we're going back to the, the crisis does not define us, right? We will get through this. This is also a time for practicing resiliency. And, and practicing, again, leaning on the support systems, asking for help. And I had just talked about a couple of things where we talked about eating back on track, right? Where there was this, you know, reconnect with providers, create a structure for meal and snacks, utilize support systems, move your body, track what you're eating, drink the water, mm-hmm. all of these things, and really look for positive mindset resources to, yes. to heal your mind also to recognize potential past triggers and to, you know, really tune into your body because this is a time where the, again, if there's a trauma response, you're physiologically triggered again, fight flight. So I mentioned the four, seven, eight breathing technique, Mm -hmm. slowing down your breath, being mindful is important. Um, There's another one, which is a five, four, three, two, one grounding activity. Uh, I also have this in my free group, but it's, um, I always forget the the exact order because I don't have it memorized. But the five, four, three, two, one um, grounding skill or the grounding technique is where you have um, to calm down. You have five. You list five things that you can see mm-hmm. in your immediate environment. Four things that you can feel. Three things that you can hear. Two things that you can smell. And then number one, traditionally, it's usually something you can taste, but I shift it to list one positive thing about yourself. Oh, I like that. That's an easy one to do. That would be a really good one to incorporate into my whole strategy of when you feel like you have to snack, mm-hmm. grab your bottle of water, go out on the porch and do the five, four, three, two, one. Do the five, four, three, two, one. I love So it's a slow down, it's a slow down and calm down mm-hmm. and you do some, um, quiet, deep breaths. 
Yep. That's perfect. I love it. Do some stretching. And it's a great coping skill. Yep. Do some stretching, stretch your body, and it's going to make you feel better. And again, it's those slow, different steps that help you in the long term. Because like I've said before, and this is not my original thought, but again, something I got from another um, resource, which is it's not what you do once that matters. It's what you do every single day. Yeah. Repetition. Repetition. Yep. It's the, the consistency. It is. Absolutely. And we have a choice. And some people don't think, right, that we do have a choice, but we do. We can choose to change. We can choose to do something different. And I choose not to be you know, sucked into the black hole today. So I'm choosing to take one step in another direction. Yep. I love it. Whew. Heavy stuff sprinkled with some frivolity. Yeah. And, and again, the other thing I would say is if you're, um, in the prep, I know I mentioned Mm -hmm. this in a different episode prep where you can, um, shift out those foods from your freezer every two to three weeks or two to three months so that you have those foods on hand if there are, you know, additional stressors, but that can help as well where you're, um, you're cooking a little bit more, you have it in the freezer. And then because I know we're all going to have down days and up days. Yeah. And so this is also a good time to really honor your body because your body's calling you to either slow down. Mm -hmm. And again, we've all seen people in the pandemic who are like cleaning stuff and, you know, doing all of this stuff. And then we, we see the ones that are really slowing down. So what's really important is that when you feel that, okay, I can get back to normal or speed up and do the things, or you know what, I really just need a down day that the healthy food is there. So again, the whole crisis management plan is, is again, like that. I have the tire in my trunk and the jack in my trunk just in case. Right. What are the things that we can do to prep for ourselves in small steps? I always say bariatric skills are life skills. These are, these are not things that we're ever taught in school. And yet how is it some, that some people have them and some people don't, it's, it's so needed that we need to prepare. And Mm -hmm. it was like something we said before, if we fail to plan, we plan to fail. And especially when there's depression and anxiety, if we can give ourselves an edge, it's to plan in advance to think of things that we may not see. And also that comes from, I think, Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly um, Effective People, which is think begin with the end in mind. This is a good episode, if I do say so. I think it's going to help a lot of people. I hope so. I think it's going to really resonate with a lot of our listeners, and that makes me very happy. And it's not a substitute for therapy. If you need absolutely therapy, not. get therapy. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, these are just tips and tricks that really will, um, I hope, to help you to use some different strategies and to see where, again, in terms of mindset, where you typically go to when there are struggles. Right. Absolutely. All right. Because life and love is not at the bottom of a Ben and Jerry's container (laughs) (laughs) or a bottle or anything else (laughs) or or anything else. Okay. So uncomfortable truths. Uh, You know, honestly, for me in dealing with all of this is having a plan for when you just can't 
when you just can't, and I'm talking from the food nutrition standpoint, um, you know, have, for instance, the cans of tuna, have the turkey taco meat in your freezer, have things available so that when you're at that point where you just can't fathom going in the kitchen and cooking a meal, that you still have something healthy to grab. I think that's, you know, being prepared, you know, pretend like you're a Boy Scout, always prepared, you know, be prepared for those moments when you're struggling, you know, and if, I don't care what it is that, but have something available so that you're not, you know, calling DoorDash or, you know, going out and getting something or having, you know, your husband stop through and bring home McDonald's or whatever it is, you know, have something available for yourself um, that is satisfying. That's why I do the taco meat. Guys, I could eat, the, I could eat my taco meat like every day, mm-hmm. every day. And I have families who are like, that's the best ever. My teenage boys love it. You know, have those things available. Yeah. You know, you can freeze, you know, tortilla wraps. You can, you know, the high fiber, low carb, you can, you can get those. You could, you know, do soft tacos. You could, you know. I do that. Yeah. I mean, so there's lots of things that you could do. You can eat just a heck. You can plop put it, it on, on a salad. A, I was going to say, you can put it on a salad. You can plop it on a plate and pour some salsa and some cheese on top and call it a day. I mean, there's so many different ways you can enjoy it. Um, but, you know, having that backup plan and focusing on the foods that you know you should be eating that's that's paramount in this it really is my uncomfortable truth cuz i'm i'm sitting here thinking cuz there's a couple different yeah, things there are that several. come to mind um i think the uncomfortable truth that i'm going to touch on i don't know why i got to go heavy but i do which is be willing mm-hmm. because i i often see and and the yes, depression sucks. Yes, anxiety sucks. And I also challenge people, be willing. Be willing to see it differently. Be willing to take one small step. Be willing to change the pattern. Be willing because to admit that you are suffering be from willing, right. depression and anxiety. Holy right, crap. Right. That's huge. Right, right. Because without that willingness, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how awesome your therapist right. is, right? And and people have asked me even in my programs before, like, what is this? And I even got emails last week that because I had just finished enrolling for my fall program, how is this going to be different? Mm-hmm. And I said, this program is is only different when you show up. Right. And I can't force you to show up. Right. Just like I couldn't force somebody to show up for a therapy session or I couldn't show right. up for, right. force somebody to show up for a, a coaching session or whatever. So you have to show up for you. If you're willing to dig in, if you're willing to get off the couch and go take a shower. I mean, basic, right? Yeah. Oh, if you're gosh, willing totally. to go and walk in your house for a couple minutes, if you're willing to call a friend and say, this sucks, mm-hmm. if you're willing then you have started the process because this is collaborative. Yeah. Even if you were to get a therapist, you know, today in your hometown, wherever you are, it's collaborative. The therapist is not going to fix you. And it goes back to something I said in my book. The therapist doesn't heal you. I don't heal you. The coach doesn't heal you. The program doesn't heal you. You heal you. Right. We give you tools. Be willing to be healed. Be willing to do the work, be mm-hmm. willing to make a change. Yep. And it will happen. It will happen. Absolutely. 
All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. So stay safe, stay healthy, eat healthy, because that will help you stay healthy. Listen to this a couple times if you need to hear it. (laughs) Absolutely. Reach out to either Kristen or I, depending on who. Because you you are worth it. Yes. You are worth it. You are deserving. You woke up worthy. You are worth it. You are worth a life worth living. Yes, absolutely. Somebody you haven't even met yet is going to need you here one day. Mm -hmm. Be, Be everything you can be for that person. It may be a grandchild, it may be a friend, it may be a neighbor, it may be a child of your own. You don't know. I hope and pray that it could be that you can be there for yourself, but if that's too right. far off for you right now, right. yes. Yeah. So there yeah, there that's yeah. That's I know this is the end, but that's yeah. how I got my surgery was I knew I had to be there for my son and now I'm here for me. Right. Yeah. But it took him being here for, for me to make for you that. To make- to make that. I understand that completely. I mean, for me, it was my grand, it was my future grandkids. You know, I knew my girls were going to have grandbabies one day and I Mm -hmm. wanted to be healthy for them. Yeah. But now it's for me. Right. Totally for me. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so, so, so much for listening. We love you. you. You're worth it. You can do this. We believe in you one baby step at a time. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. If you want to reach out to either of us, um, please go to mybariatrickitchen.com online um, no, my kitchenonline.com. <laughs> I got it, you know, t- tongue tied up there. Um, go to the podcast tab and drop us a note there. Um, we're always looking for segment ideas for guest speakers. Um, you can just, you know, ask us questions. We can address them. We will be planning a podcast coming up here before long where we take member questions. Um, um, share the podcast with whoever you feel may need it. Your Sharing is caring. <laughs> your surgery centers, you know, your friends, family, whoever, even if they're non-bariatric and then this is just something that you think that um, may resonate with them. Um, but yeah, so stay healthy guys and we will uh, see you later. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The content included in this podcast is for information and education purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your surgeon, physician, or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical issue or concerns. Thanks.